hello, this is Guillermo del Toro, and you're listening to Out Now Podcast. Hello. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking about the sixth annual summer movie gamble. The War for the Covenant featuring Mummies of the Last Night, Volume 2. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hi! Hello. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a most spoiler review, review, and then jump back to other movie topics. This is a, this is a special bonus episode, though, guys. This is and this is one of the best ones to be a part yeah, of. this is one of the ones I look forward to. This is, a, this is an exciting episode. This is, going, this is right here, is our sixth annual Summer Movie Gamble. That's right. Woo-hoo! Oh yeah, this is this is this is gonna be fun. This is where Abe and I, along with many other out now regulars, all participate in this challenge to predict what we think will be the highest grossing films of the summer, the top ten highest grossing films at the domestic box office. And so I have assembled with me some guests here today, and I have other guests that have also submitted their lists. And so we're gonna go over all that, and we're gonna talk about what we think of the, the summer lineup of films and what have you, and our logic for why we're picking the movies the way they are. But um, this is going to be a fun one. It's going to the the actual contest, and I'll get into the rules a little bit later. But the actual it begins with Guardians of the Galaxy, the first you know summer movie kickoff, and it will end on Labor Day. Uh, that's that, and then we'll have a result show you know around that first second week there. of September, yeah. uh, where we can shame the person that lost, of course, and <laughs> begrudgingly accept the person that won. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> one of our guests is already you know he's known for his excitement for games so he's already excited but, um, let's get to them let's get to our guests right now uh joining us for the sixth annual summer movie gamble we have from movies marcus he's quite despicable and making his summer movie gamble debut it's marcus robinson hello <laughs> from <laughs> from fast film reviews he's heard dead podcasters tell no tales it's mark hoban hi everyone and Cinemaxwell himself He's ready for war after the homecoming. Nick's Maxwell had it. Happy summer, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. How is everyone doing today? Very well. Spe- spectacular. Good. Great. Yeah, excellent. You, you guys, oh, you everyone's guys, in good moods. Good. We should yeah. be in good moods. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to start the game. I'm excited to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, wow. to... I don't want to waste any time. <laughs> I'm excited to get this thing going with you guys. As I've said, Marcus, it's your 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 debut on this. We've had all these other guests here for the first. But you're 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 joining our summer leagues here. I know this is. Uh, I think this is my first non African American. <laughs> no, we. Just, I just had you on for what? <laughs> we what, had we, you on for <laughs> what did we just do don't a couple weeks? Don't I'm shoot like that. What did we just do a couple weeks ago? We just had you on for uh, for you guys in. in to include me in, in on this podcast. Okay, well, good. Thank you. <laughs> Give a brother Fantastic. a chance. No. Um, but yeah, so we have Maxwell, <laughs> Mark, and Marcus here with us. Uh, not joining us, uh, we have uh, Peter Paris, Brandon Peters, Scott Mendelson, Alan Aguilera, Jose Cordova, and Adam Gentry. Oh, and Jordan Grout somewhere in there, too. You know, that guy. Uh, I realized I just left off the spreadsheet, so I need to add him on actually. To make sure I don't forget about it. So how, how many total is that? That would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yes, you're correct. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is our biggest right. uh, our biggest game yet uh, for this thing. May Madness. 
May, May Madness. May Madness. Maybe, maybe that's what we'll switch you to next next year. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. So yeah, this should be this should be a lot of fun. So we're we're all gonna go over our picks and everything in a second. But let's get to some show notes stuff real quick. Uh, first up, uh, speaking of big episodes, our 300th episode. It is coming. It's coming. Yeah, it'll it'll actually is happen. Is Jack Snyder the guest? <laughs> Ooh. Um, <laughs> if we can get him, yeah. He's not responding to my DMs and Twitter, but you know, we'll see. Mm. Well, it, it should the 300th episode should actually come around the time this ends, so that should be that should be exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, that that is that is coming up. Um, what else? That's really it. iTunes reads the ratings. Good to get those. Helps out the show. Helps other people find the show. If you want to log on to iTunes, search for Out Now Theron and Abe, you can find our show. You can give us a star rating. That'd be cool. You can give us a written review. That'd be even cooler. Yeah. Gracias. Yeah. So yeah, let's. I think uh, it's time to just get into time it. Time get, yeah, it's time to get into it, guys. So um, so let me. To go over things for those that have not participated in the summer movie gamble before, um, and once again, by the way, uh, if you if you get some picks in uh, before uh, the end of this week, by the time you hear this, feel free to if you want to kind of play along at home without being officially entered with all of us. You can uh, out email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com or let us know on Facebook what your picks are. We got we got a couple picks uh, already, so uh, be happy to happy to get some more for some some home players. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, basically, as I said. We, we've each assembled a top 10 list, uh, accounting for what we think are the highest domestic grossing films at the box office between May 5th and September 1st. We also have three Dark Horse picks. Dark Horses being movies that could be surprises or could just be ones that we think are potentially ones that are just going to be hovering outside of the top 10, uh, which could make their way actually into the top 10, assuming some right. of those picks that we have as our top 10 ones you know, don't do as well as we expect or what have you. There's an elaborate point system to how all this adds up. Um, I'm not going to go completely into it now. That's more for the results show. But essentially, getting the number one and number ten picks are kind of the most important because those give you the most points. But there is a specific number of points for not only just getting them dead on, but getting picks around where they end up ranking in the box office. Um, the Dark Horse picks are also worth a point each. So, you know, th- that's get you some extra points right there if one of those actually ends up in the top ten. So, it's, you know, it's a lot of that kind of thing. And with that... Unless there's anything else I need to go into, I think we're uh, we should just get this underway. Uh, Let's do it. So I'm going to ask each of you what your top ten lists are, as well as your dark horses. And so I just want you to run down for your top ten, ten through one first, and then give me your dark horse picks, and I'll be attempting to enter them along the way <laughs> as you go. And so, the discourse will follow. Yeah. So feel free to give me some space as you as you list these <laughs> picks. Uh, but let's uh, let's start off our newbie. Let's start with Marcus Robinson. What is your top ten picks for the summer? All right. Okay, should I start with Dark Horses? Or no, just... go, go start with number 10 through 1 first, and then we'll do Dark Horses. Okay. All right, number 10 is uh, King Arthur, uh, Legend of the Sword. Number 9, The Emoji Movie. Number 8, Baywatch. Uh, 7, Spider-Man Homecoming. 6, Wonder Woman. 5, Cars 3. 4, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Three. I didn't write down the full name of this, but that new Transformers movie. <laughs> okay. The last <laughs> night. <laughs> the last night. Yes. Uh, two. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, and one. Uh, Pirates. Was it Dead Men Tell No Lies or something? No tales. Something like that. Dead uh, Men Tell yeah. No Tales. There we go. There. Yes. And what are your What are your dark horses? Dark horses. Uh, Dunkirk. Alien Covenant and actually the Hitman's Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good. Oh. All right. Let's move on now. Let's get to Maxwell Headed. What are your top ten picks for the summer? All right. Here we go. Uh, at number ten, I have Baywatch. Number nine, I have Dunkirk. Number eight, I have Cars Three. 
Number seven, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Number six, War for the Planet of the Apes. Number five, Transformers The Last Night. Number four, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three, Wonder Woman. Number two, Despicable Me 3. And rounding out at the top spot, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And for my Dark Horses, I have Alien Covenant, The Mummy, and The Emoji Movie, starring Patrick Stewart as Poop. <laughs> Accurate. My, Accurate representation. My stenographer skills are amazing right now because I'm nailing it. Stenographer things. Fred? <laughs> yeah. All right. Mark Hoban, what are your top 10 picks? All right. So at number 10, Baywatch. Number 9, The Mummy. Number 8, Pirates of the Caribbean, colon, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Number seven, Transformers, colon, The Last Night. Six, War for the Planet of the Apes. Five, Cars 3. Four, Wonder Woman. Uh, number three, Spider-Man, colon, Homecoming. Two, Despicable Me 3. And Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. And then for my Dark Horse picks, I have Dunkirk, Valerian, and the City of a Thousand Planets. And... Oh, you like that. And uh, <laughs> Alien Covenant. All right. A lot, of reje- a lot of rejection over Valerian, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's upset. <laughs> All right. Abe, what are, your, what are your picks? All right, here. For number 10, we have Alien Covenant. Nine, Cars 3. Uh, eight, The Mummy. Seven, Wonder Woman. Six, War for the Planet of the Apes. Five, Despicable Me 3. Four, Transformers The Last Night. Three, Spider-Man Homecoming. Two, Pirates of the Caribbean, Deadpan, Tell No Tales. And number one, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. For the Dark Horses, we have Baywatch, Dunkirk, and Annabelle Creation. You gave me, like, no time, so you're the worst one. I, <laughs> I, I miss most of those. <laughs> I'm going to send this to you. I'm, like, I'm close. Send, I'm send, 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 send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, I want to keep talking to you throughout the show, so, dude, so send it to me soon. <laughs> I will, I will. All right. All right, my picks. I have at number 10, Baywatch. At number 9, Dunkirk. At number 8, Pirates of the Caribbean, colon, Dead Men Tell No Tales. At number 7, I have Transformers, The Last Night. At number 6, I have War for the Planet of the Apes. Number 5, I have Cars 3. Number 4, I have Wonder Woman. Number 3, I have Spider-Man, colon, Homecoming. Number 2, I have Despicable Me 3. And number 1, I have Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. And for my Dark Horse picks, I have The Mummy, Alien, colon, Covenant, and Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. Huh. Mm. Let yeah, me, uh, that could be a good Dark Horse pick. Let me uh, let me run through some uh, some of the other guys here as we're doing this. Uh, first up, I have Peter Paris. He has uh, The Mummy, Girls Trip, Pirates, Baywatch, Transformers, Despicable Me 3, Wonder Woman, Cars 3, Spiderman, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. His Dark Horses are Valerian, Dunkirk, and Everything Everything. Uh, Brandon Peters has Baywatch, The Mummy, Cars 3, Pirates, War for the Planet of the Apes, Transformers, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Despicable Me 3, Guardians. His Dark Horses are Alien, The Dark Tower, and Dunkirk. Scott Mendelson has Baywatch, Captain Underpants, Transformers, <laughs> Pirates, War for the Planet of the Apes, Cars 3, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, Despicable Me 3, and Guardians. Uh, and Alan Aguilera, who just sent me his under the wire, he has... Wait, did Scott have... Oh, Scott, Scott, sorry, yeah, Scott's Dark Horses are The Mummy, Dunkirk, and Girls Trip. Hmm, okay. Alan Aguilera, he has Atomic Blonde, 
Alien Covenant, Dunkirk, War of the Planet of the Apes, Wonder Woman, Despicable Me 3, Pirates, Curse of Javier, <laughs> <That's gonna be> <laughs> uh, Spider-Man High School, uh, Guardians 2, and Cars 3, and his Dark Horses uh, are case. Snatched, Baywatch, and Girls Trip. Hmm. All right, so that is that is a rundown of, of oh. what we all have, um, and as expected, there's a number of films that I think we're all kind of used to hearing, uh, but less expected might be some of the orders on some of these. Um, yeah. So something uh, that comes to mind pretty quickly for you, Aaron? Like anything that pops up? Uh, well, let's see. I have something. I, yeah, I, me too. I, well, I think <laughs> some of us might think that this might be one of the bigger bombs of the summer, but Marcus is sure that King Arthur is going to not only be a hit, but one of the top ten highest <laughs> films of, of the summer. Yeah. It's Guy Ritchie. Come on. Yeah, who, I mean, it, come what, on. When it was, could be this year's uh, Tarzan. That'd be, no one that could be the breakout. And I, I thought about you know that too. What? I think we're all underestimating the, the, the power of uh, that Charlie Henneman guy or whatever his name is. <laughs> I think we're all, you know, he, he gets he gets the ladies flocking to the uh, to the theater. Did he? I Come mean, did, do you remember? Do you remember he what? Will, he did, will. Did, this is this is. I don't remember when he did it, but he he will. He will. Pacific Rim didn't do it. Be... <laughs> I, I like Marcus's confidence here. You know, I have confidence. Like, oh, don't worry. I, my, I have confidence in every one of you guys. I'm I'm happy to hear everything <laughs> and humor everything that you have to say about about what these Does possibilities it? are. But Doesn't I have something guy, else. You, you, I have something else on Marcus's list that I want to address. Well, okay. I would, well, I would have to keep well, following. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Doesn't Guy Ritchie usually do well in in stuff like this? Uh, I I only look past Sherlock Holmes and stuff. Well, the, his last summer movie was The Man from Uncle, yeah, which from Uncle, did not do well. Right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Wait, that, that, that speaks to, that speaks to it right there because you couldn't remember the last movie. Yet. <laughs> yeah, and I attribute Sherlock Holmes to Robert Downey Jr. more than anything. I yeah, I would like the, right on the tail of Iron the Man. Trailer. The peak is the yeah, King the Arthur trailer is good. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I mean, I have no doubts that they're they're doing a, a spectacular job marketing for this movie. I've seen tons of TV spots, tons of trailers, um, and Guy Ritchie definitely has his style. Uh, I I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it did get notched up because I agree with uh, Mark Hoban. Just it could be this year's Legend of Tarzan. Well, there's a difference. I think the Tarzan came out on July Fourth weekend. This comes out the week after the first movie. Like, and that's generally not a great spot for movies at the box office. It can pick up. It can pick up a lot of traction. It could. (laughs) (laughs) I like. I like your optimism. It has to be. If it was, you know, if it's a good movie. If the reviews are okay and if there was a draw, yeah, I could see that maybe happening. I, I just I I have my doubts, but you know we'll see. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be uh, fair, I do root for Guy Ritchie. I in general like him. Same here. <laughs> like I, I, we I, talked about him just last week of just like his aesthetic uh, and how you know a lot of his films have become kind of cult movies. So, um, Mark, you seem we'll to have see. something else, another bone you want to pick with uh, with Marcus. Oh no. Well, you're you're number one. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, yeah. I actually debated whether I even wanted to put that in my top ten. Really, I did too. I, I think that <laughs> that series is long in the tooth. I think it's got Johnny People Depp. People show up for that. So is so is Transformers. People show up for that movie. Yeah, yeah. So and Transformers they're... is a different thing. I I think that so? I think that'll be awful too. But I, I think it'll still make money. But I, I think Pirates <coughs> I don't of the think Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean will be awful. Well, okay. I mean, there's. Well, I, didn't, I didn't hate the last one. I, I honestly, I didn't hate the last one. I mean, I just feel like the, it, it feels like this year's. It feels like this year's Alice in Wonderland. It, it feels like it's just something that nobody wanted. It, I think it was past the point, 
you know, of no return once they had already been making it. And so they, they didn't turn back, but I, I, Disney's got a big, they have a hurdle. They're going to have to really market the heck out of this movie. And I think they and, already are. They, they have, they have, uh, Johnny I mean, Depp showing got up got it, they, they are, but they've got to get people into the seats and, and people excited about this. And I, I don't think it's there. I will say yeah, this. I, mean, I, I will say this. I think it has the, 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 there, yeah. there, there was a screening at CinemaCon last month, and the, the, the word was really good on the movie. A lot better than the last one, which you know nobody likes except for Marcus, yeah. apparently. I, I, th- I thought it was decent. I thought it yeah. was decent. I, I'll say that you know the yeah, last one came out, what, six years ago, and mm-hmm. um, Mark's logic is kind of what I was applying to Jurassic World. I was like, you know, nobody was asking for this movie, and this nobody's seen it since uh, Jurassic Park 3. There's a, there's a big and, difference between Pirates and Jurassic Park. Right, right, Park, yeah, though. but I'm saying, like, I was I was eating my words at the end of the summer. I was like, I am a I am an idiot for for putting this like I think I put it like I, seven or something well, like that. And it was like yeah. it clearly destroyed everything that summer. Uh, I think it'll be an interesting test. I'm confident it'll do well overseas. Oh yeah. I think its yeah. reception here is a little more in question. And I do think it'll be an interesting test for uh, Johnny Depp's career and Cachet after some of the incidents uh, that have been talked about in the last six to twelve months. You know, I, I think I think I think this the... is bigger than Alice in Wonderland. Is it? Yeah, is I would it? agree. I, th- I mean, Alice in Wonderland oh, was yeah. bigger than most of the Pirates movies. This is going to be number one. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, well, Marcus, I mean, if you I could say the same thing about Superman. Who wants to see, or Spider-Man, who wants to see another Spider-Man movie? Lots of people. But, but it's a Marvel movie. It's a, it's a Marvel movie, I, I, and it has Tony this, Stark this in it. Disney is Disney. Marcus <laughs> is Disney as well. They're going to, yes. So what are, I know we're not predicting money, but just I'm curious, yeah. how much do you oh, think wow. it will make? Oh, no. I'm, I'm really bad with the money stuff, but. But um, you have it at number know, one. So yes. What, what, yeah, but I, I think, you know what, I think one, two, and three, three and four are going to be really, really neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Pirates is going to make, uh, I have until what, the end of August? Probably like 200? That's not good. That, <laughs> That's so like, 230, 230. But so you, like think, gonna make you think more. all your other movies are going to make less than that? Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, okay. so th- that's gonna be a wow. No one's going to the movies summer. this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've got they've got What's my sixteen fifty. Okay, okay, okay. Let me, re- let me let me. I will let me say your back. your guess because I'm looking at the Transformers stuff and I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Transformers stuff right now. And I'm, okay, I gotta move it up. Okay, <sighs> if I'm not, jeez. Oh, well, this no just, pressure. I, this isn't part yeah, of the game. I don't need to. I just, I just I just want to put things in perspective. So the last Pirates movie the last Pirates movie made two hundred forty million domestic. It's only it can only okay. it can only go down from there. <laughs> and they've all they've all except for oh, the second one made more, but then every sub- subsequent one has made less than the one before it. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I have yeah. no to think so this, it, is it, the it comeback. Like this is the comeback. It has to be a, just, it has to be a big comeback because the average movie for this number is the creed the, of uh, pirate movies. The average movie for number one at the box office in the summer is around four hundred million, and Pirates Five is not about to make four hundred million dollars. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Transformers stuff right now and the and the uh, and the cars stuff. I'm still sticking with it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh yeah, you I'm laid it down. I'm happy. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna. You wrote it down already. You're, you can't change it. <laughs> uh, I, I had some that uh, I I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just wanting to know. This is, yeah, this we're is just trying to hear some of your logic about it. Yeah, well, some of your thought process. Let me just, let me just uh, point I out. A, I had a question well, about some of the lists. Uh, well, can, can, Abe, Abe, real quick. Let me just point out yeah, the yeah. fact that every single one of us, except for Alan, who has it at number two, has Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two at number one. 
So I make, it could be wrong. So it'll make we'll sure see. that's heard out loud. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, but that doesn't mean anything. We we yeah. all we've we what, what was we've done this before where we all picked. Oh yes. A movie we've and often it, got the number one wrong. Some haven't, yeah. like me, who thought yeah. Finding Nemo or Finding Dory would be amazing, and clearly it was because it's like a two was a huge hit for every reason. Right. It's pretty good. Uh, I had a question about. Um, Folks' Wonder Woman pick, because that one I kind of struggled with. I, I heard some people put it pretty high up, like top three, and then oh, yeah. some people had it top four. I have it a little bit in the lower half of my list, but I'm curious how people came up with that, uh, where, where its placement was. Not so much like where the money value is, but, you know, I, I've been seeing articles about it's not really, they're not really marketing it as hard as some other movies. And Did you read Scott's read article about how all that's bullshit? Down. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, just, we'll I just sort of have this feeling that there's just so much brand recognition in the name Wonder Woman and that a lot of people have been itching for a fem- a true female-led superhero movie. Right. I don't iconic. think the marketing even matters. I think Wonder Woman is so well-known and people have been wanting this movie for so long that a lot of people are going to go see it. Okay. I think I, I, I put it at number four, but I feel like I'm probably undervalued it. It probably should be number three, and it could even be higher. But I, I think definitely top four. No mm-hmm. question. I, I looked at it just as I looked at the other uh, DC movies. I mean, Suicide Squad was also number four last year. And that yeah. had a lot of buzzworthy elements as far as, you know, its trailers and what have you. But it also had all of August to rule, which is part of why, it took, you know, the, the rest of August had so much lackluster stuff. So, that you know, it didn't have any competition <laughs> right. really, besides and... other movies that are already out. Um, mm-hmm. With this one, it comes out the beginning of June. That can sometimes be a great slot. That can sometimes, you know, not be so great. But I kind of think these DC movies, regardless of my opinions on them, they've done they very well. Uh, yeah. This one has less inherent value, not to knock Wonder Woman, but as far as it's not Batman and Superman versus each other in a movie. It doesn't have Will right. Smith and crazy Jared Leto doing things, and Har- and Harley Quinn for that matter, as far as you know, recognizable, recognizable, recognizable faces. faces. But it has Wonder Woman, yeah. like but exactly what Maxwell saying, who is a iconic character, and this is a, the first big Wonder Woman movie. And I don't know if I'm going too low on it, but I certainly think it's going to be high. I. I I will be. I'm very curious about how it's going to do along with all a lot of all these other movies this summer, um, right. but I do think just the the where we are as far as audiences wanting to see superhero movies and now them getting you know one that is inherently different because it's you know a female superhero. It's set back in it has a distinct setting, World War One. World War One setting. The, the, yeah. the happiest and sunniest of wars, of course. And, um, <laughs> it, I, I'm curious if, I mean, I think that DC audience that's so adamant about screaming anything anybody, at anybody that says that these DC movies are bad, they're going to go see it regardless. And the, you know, the the other, the the, the female audience that, you know, wants would like to see a female superhero movie, they'll show up for this thing. So it mm-hmm. it could go higher. I mean, it has it has that potential. But it'll... Yeah, I mean, I, everything you guys are saying right now is <coughs> like, I might be undervaluing this movie um, by quite a bit. So, I mean, I have it at my number seven spot. And that's like, I feel I feel where I felt weird when when uh, everyone was listening to it, like three, four, and I was like, I, that's where I had it originally, and I moved it down, and I was like, ah, oh, Abe. Well, it's, it's funny, because I had it lower, and I kept bumping it up, because I was, because I was, one that I was thinking about, sorry, Marcus, but I was thinking about Pirates, where it's like, why am I putting Pirates so high? I don't, I don't know why this movie, I think, is suddenly going to make so much money when it's been diminishing returns. Worldwide, like Maxwell, you said, worldwide, it'll be fine. Like, I have no doubt that Pirates will make a ton of money, but right. that, I think that Johnny Depp stock, that Johnny Depp stock you know, has really gone down, and I think it's going to hurt it. No, you're, I, you're... I think 
that I, I too have read or seen some of the articles about the lack of marketing for Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and whether or not I agree with that. I have to feel that there's a certain element of we're being so bombarded with Guardians marketing. There's still a month in between Guardians and Wonder Woman where, wherein once people have gone to see Guardians, they can ramp it up and really button it home yeah. in the last month. Plus, Good Wonder point. Woman was in Batman versus Superman, which made a ton of money. And for many the best thing about that movie. I agree. And yeah. the, it's the same actress. So this character has been in people's minds now. So one could say that that movie was the beginning of the marketing for Wonder Woman. That's sort of how yeah, franchises work these days. I don't think Wonder Woman needed to be marketed as much as Guardians 2 did. So you don't you, you don't you don't think the surprise like the number one film of 2014 needed to needed to have marketing? What Wonder Woman? No, of Guardians. The well, first I, Guardians. I don't think Wonder Woman needed to be marketed as as, as uh, Oh, he's everybody. Well, you're you're okay. saying you you don't think it needed as much as Guardians as Guardians needed. I think you know what I think people are gonna go see Wonder Woman regardless. I think Maxwell was kind of saying something like that, but I think they're gonna go see this movie. This is gonna be like the the Halloween costume of the year. So I think Wonder Woman is it has that set audience already. It's not gonna be Tom Cruise black shirt jeans and the mummy. Higher than six. That? It's not gonna be black, Tom Cruise black shirt and jeans in the Mummy, a costume of the year. Yeah, that's my that's my Halloween yeah. costume. <laughs> get that hair going. <laughs> I'll never forget Mark's uh, Caesar costume from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That was a good one. If you if you do the Tom Cruise Mummy costume, you have to go around going. Ah! Ah! <laughs> that's gonna be on loop on my iPhone, just like as I'm walking around trick or treating. Yeah. People people will know. Oh. It. Oh yeah, immediately recognizable. There's already like a supercut on YouTube for like 20 minutes of him just screaming, so you can get that. Really? <laughs> I think that is. Uh, another question I had for everybody uh, was their Despicable Me placements, and some people had it like number two. Yeah, because uh, it's going to make a ton of money. That's why. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen these movies? More like, you know, do you feel like it's... there's? We talked about pirates fatigue. Is there Despicable Me fatigue? People yeah. love the no. fuck out of Minions, Abe. What are you talking about? I know. No. I was actually. I, I didn't look up Minions until now, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." Uh, Minions, is the Minions like, movie did a huge. Despicable Me Too was huge. They've been putting the Minions shorts in front of every other Illumination movie, and the ride always has one of the longest lines. People There's just a ride? Love, at, at Universal. Yeah, yeah. Universal Studio. People. Uh, Abe, so. Abe, I need to tell you something. Minions is the d- number eleven worldwide highest-grossing film of all time. <laughs> This is how okay. much respect I, or not respect, but this is how much faith I have in the Despicable Me brand. I actually toyed with the idea of putting it at my number one because of what happened I with would, Finding Dory. I would not with, have laughed find, at that. With Finding Dory and Captain America last year. So right. uh, I, you know, and I still think it could be number one, but I, I'm going to put it at number two. I'm surprised no one did. <laughs> yeah. It could, it could, I could see it as number one. I, that would not surprise me, but. Ultimately, I, I put it at number two. One of our um, yeah. one of our get one of our uh, our listeners has it at number one actually. So um, yeah, it's yeah, I saw that not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, but you know, I, yeah, I, Despicable Me is just printing money. I mean, Despicable Me is so popular that Secret Life of Pets was huge last summer, which we all predicted. That's <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. That it's Illumination. That brand, they're whatever Universal's doing. It's they put something in the water because it's working. I mean, it's <laughs> Aaron, no, you, you finan- financially, like it's working. I, financially, it's worth What? Aaron, you like Sing, Aaron. Yes, so. I didn't say anything bad about the Spickle Me films that I don't like. You, you I, begrudgingly admitted you thought it was okay. 
I like say I wasn't begrudgingly made about Sing. I, th- I, I told I said you know what I I, told, I messaged you I said you know what I quite like Sing. That's what I said. Yeah. All right, but you did but you didn't see it in the theater. You saw it on DVD. I, I missed it. I missed the screening. I missed my chance. And no, it's not a you know I'm not racing out to see Illumination films because I've not liked any of them until Sing. So it's like yeah. Right. And that one was probably Pets was fine. Scene. Pets I thought Pets was fine, but it's not one I'm like I need to watch that again. It's like. Right. Yeah, the success of Pets. I mean, I, I I'm amazed. It's. I mean, I enjoyed it fine, but it it's amazing how much money that did. Yeah. I mean, again, Illumination. They they Maxwell said it best. It's like they they're putting everything in in front of every Illumination film. It's the stupid minions that are screaming that that term, that <laughs> phrase out, and I'm just like, just cut it out, guys. Here's a question for everybody <laughs> because this is an observation I made when Aaron was reading all through the list. Alien Covenant. That seems like it's in some people's dark horses, and it actually seems like it's in some later half of the ten. Or not mentioned at um, all. Or not mentioned at all. Yeah, and curious uh, what everybody. Uh, I forget where people have it, but you know, uh, I'm curious how you guys came about Alien Covenant. Who are the big stars in Alien Covenant? Abe? Uh, I want to say uh, nobody really. Uh, yeah, uh, even Prometheus, which doesn't have the word alien in the title, had Charlie Theron and Idris Elba at least to kind of be like, well, those are people I know. This has Danny well, McBride and Billy Crudup. <laughs> Michael Fassbender is not in Michael Fassbender, yeah, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, yeah, and he's more, yeah. to be fair, he's more of a name now than he was in 2012. Um, but I, even then, I mean, is he getting people into seats? No. But I think with Alien, it's more about just the brands, yes, I think not, it's, not the stars. And I agree with right. you. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I think that IP only goes so far these days. I don't know what Alien right. really does anymore. Um, Prometheus I, did, what, the 126? I would say, and right. this is, I, does it get much higher than that? Even if it does, is 140 I, enough to get into the you top think be a? Do you think there would be a backlash from Prometheus? I, I, I think that's part I, of it. I, I, uh, like, I like Prometheus, but I, I, do too. I don't know a whole lot of people that yeah, it's like a group that I don't know. I I've heard a lot more hate since since you get further away from it than which is my yeah. my take is I don't think this would do more than Prometheus. And since Prometheus did sure. one twenty six, I'm guessing it's going to do slightly less than that, which would not make it in top ten. So that was my reason. And I think it will just do slightly more, just because I think the having Alien in the title and having the previews the way they are, where they're really emphasizing the Alien, they're really emphasizing yeah, the fact that it's an Alien movie, and right, you know. Right. It, it, as much as I want it to be good, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Ridley Scott's doing this thing and whatnot, like, yeah, if it does a little less or a little more than Prometheus, that's not going to be enough in my eyes to be like, this is definitely a top ten contender compared to the other ten films that I have, let alone one sure. of my other dark horses. Okay. So it's it's tricky, like, and... Yeah, I mean, it comes I, again, out, all the logic makes sense. I mean, that's, that's exactly what ran through my head, uh, what everybody said. I was just, uh, just curious... Uh, how people thought about that. The other thing so, we have to keep in mind yeah. is release dates on a lot of these. We're not talking about that too much, and that does matter. It's true. Alien, Alien... That's why I have my dark horse of Annabelle creation. It's like August. People will probably go see it. You will see. So Alien Covenant comes out a week before Memorial Day weekend, which is a great spot. Yeah, that's it a, comes that's out a, early June. That's a, no, oh, no Alien. Alien's a, a week before Memorial Day weekend, which is a, that's a oh, yeah. that's a great spot for a movie because it's a week before a big holiday. So you get you know a lot. You get time to already build word of mouth, and if it's good and people want to see it then, yeah, it will gain more traction in the midst of having pirates in Baywatch laid on top of them. Um, it's also it's also a horror movie, um, so it separates itself by genre compared to big fun comedy or, you know, big pirates adventure. <laughs> but, um... and, and, and it's rated R. Yeah, it is rated yeah. R. And that said... Which does limit its audience a bit. And with, with that in mind, all, all the comedies that have potential here are all R-rated comedies. Uh, right, you know, yeah. Baywatch is the one that we have all have on our... Most of us seem to have... Do all of us have it on our top ten? 
Uh, Abe, you have, have, it, a Abe, you have it a dark horse, yeah. But most of us yeah. have it, you know, making some money. And I think we can attribute that to probably The Rock, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The Rock. Right. And Zach Efron. Yeah. You know, Neighbors 2 was, like, pretty big. No, Neighbors <laughs> 2 did not do well. Neighbors did well. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors 2, uh, which we all, I think, had on our top 10, did not do well last year. So I don't know if the, the Efron stock has gone down, but I think The Rock stock Maybe. is pretty good. Which consistent. surprised me because it's really good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I view alien as a really interesting proposition to see what sort of worth is left in that ip yeah hmm. because I, I i know a lot of people you know just non-movie fans who didn't even realize prometheus was in that franchise well and you wouldn't if you don't know any if you don't you know if you're not like right. us and like on the internet and so they're being the a lot more deliberate this time and it'll be interesting to see if that's enough to inspire people yeah and it's yeah, one of those ways where that's why it, it should make more if money. It, if it is really good and people like it i could see it having a longer run but we'll see well let's let's keep talking about horror because there are you know a few horror-ish properties coming out so aliens obviously one annabelle that's one abe where that comes out two weeks into august i believe Um, yeah that's a tough one and i you know i I don't my logic isn't crazy like i don't know it's not that's a huge runway Mm -hmm. like because again the the, our game ends like two weeks later Mm -hmm. but it's in the throes of august and that property the conjuring and the conjuring 2 seem to have pretty good track records of at least making like 90 to 100 million so uh, that's that's a tough one because uh i'm curious uh, you know how r-rated movies do in the summertime uh, and they've we done, haven't had a huge number of them they've done well lately seen, it's been a, we've seen like a few of them r-rated movies it's it, that's been less and less of a thing as far as people going to the theaters to see these movies lately like these yeah. r-rated comedies specifically <laughs> have done really well in the past several yeah, years uh, yeah yeah 22 Jump Street uh, bad, did like almost 200 million in 2014. Bad, so. bad moms last year. I mean, it, bad mom. Yeah. yeah. Movies break, and we have yeah. So we have. We, I was sick with horror, but yeah, we have you know Baywatch and Girls Trip and Rough Night are all like the you know there's a big R-rated R-rated, R-rated comedies, and uh, and mo- and two is, two uh, two of those have a fe- uh, you know they go for a female following too, which you know if that's is snatched rated R. Snatched, yeah. There you go. Snatch is rated R also, but I mean that's with King Arthur a week after Guardians, where it's like I and. That's tough. That's a tough call as far as going for that. I know that some of you have it in your, uh, I think. Uh, Is, isn't the Amy Schumer stock going down? That's what. That's I think a problem too. I think. That's kind of I where think, I feel. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, it had, if it had a different. And I'm, I'm not sure that many people are waiting for the Goldie Hawn Renaissance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. Goldie Hawn, but uh, you know she's, you know she's not. Uh, I would. I don't think many people know who she is anymore. Sadly. The other horrorish movie to stay on this. Um, topic is the mummy yep. um yeah the mummy, which right. i don't think uh, this, yeah it's just one of those where i have no clue how it's gonna do mm-hmm. i i can't read it because the trailers are so bizarre it's like i don't get it well it, and it's, it's also interesting because i was doing research on tom cruise movies and they're while they they we like them you know i think we said at one point that we're always happy that tom cruise gives like 400 percent in its movies but um, outside Mission you know, Impossible, he doesn't do great. Exactly, stuff. yeah, because you know, outside the, uh, Mission Impossible, he had uh, there in his filmography, but then he also has Oblivion and Live and Live I Repeat. So those weren't great box office successes, but that's where I, I'm not really sure about the me either. So Maxwell, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, it's a it, it's it's a tricky one. Well, that, I, like Mark, you have I it have, in yours. Yeah. I have. I have it at my number at number nine, but did anybody else put it in their top ten? It, I have it at number eight. I had it a long time in my ten before I put it into Dark Horses, but I still think it has plenty of potential. Uh, Brandon and Peter both have it in theirs, um, and yeah, that's you know, Scott has it as a Dark Horse. 
That's a. I just feel like people are gonna go see it and be like, "Wait, where's Brendan Fraser?" Yeah. Well, I think I, I think people think it has some kind of connection to that. I I thought so when I first saw it. I, I think they'll see it. Who's this guy, Tom Cruise? Oh man. <laughs> I, I, I think that I think that. I wanted Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I I think I don't know who those people are, but I think there's an audience there that'll see Cruz in another action-looking movie, but I don't think yeah. there's enough of those people yeah. to put it into the top ten. If, mm. Yeah, and and you know the Jack, the most recent Jack Reacher movie shows that it's well, not enough. That's true. Yeah, Jack Reacher was like, to have Tom Cruise as an action well, I mean, movie, unfortunately. It's, but I mean, with something like Jack Reacher, though, it's like it's a big. Yeah, it's a concept. It's, like it's, a, it's a big thing. Big special effects, yes. Yeah, it's, extravagant. Yeah. I mean, you say Jack <laughs> Reacher, like, well, why am I saying Jack Reacher? You say The Mummy. It was like, well, regard, even if you didn't see the name Tom Cruise, like, well, there's a Mummy movie. I mean, I used to like yeah. those. Were they <laughs> clamoring for a Mummy movie? Well, they were clamoring for Jet Li in Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, so I'm sure. <laughs> Tomb of the Dragon <laughs> The third Mummy movie that we all remember fondly as the one that... Is that where uh, uh, Maria, Maria Bella re- replacing rachel vice oh boo yeah I, I it makes you think also how much russell crowe stock has gone down that he's not even like being featured in the trailers he's in the trailers <laughs> well, i mean, I mean I, I, until aaron told me i didn't know that he was Dr. i mean Jekyll. he's glimpsed in it but he doesn't get a title card well it's just tom no one gets it except tom except the cruise cruise control he's, <laughs> he's all about this he's, he's the one you're talking about in this movie tom cruise <laughs> No, they're, they're, they're not saying what they're not call. saying the mum. They're not saying Sophia Batella and Jake Johnson in the Mummy. Well, I mean, as much as people know who Sophia Batella is, they, they don't. I don't think they're. they're they yeah, don't but people, know, you know, Russell Crowe's uh, was a big deal. Well, that's why he's in the trailer. Like they're not not putting him in the trailer. Like he's there. Ta- he's narrating the damn yeah. thing, and he pops up with his fancy suit and his big body, and he's like talking about the mummies. His big body. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. Uh... Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. When he's not drunk and throwing phones at you. I was making a nice guy. Oh, that would probably be, seems probably be the best time to hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> when it's wild. Yeah. Um, Get him and keep a Sutherland and just, like, throw phones at Christmas trees. It would be a great night. <laughs> what about Dunkirk, guys? Yeah, that, that's so, a good I think there's always a need or a want for a movie in the middle of the summer that's not a fantasy movie. And I'm using that term broad. Mm-hmm. War movies have done well in the summer. I really think Christopher Nolan is one of three directors whose name alone gets people to go see it. Yeah, I think it's going to do pretty well. To me personally, it looks like a really you know a good movie. I'm excited for it. It's an original thing, so that is a, you know something to really treasure in the summer when we're getting all these sequels. But uh, I don't know. I mean, World War II is not a subject that. Generally, I think makes big box office. It does. And there are exceptions. It's, uh, the, the, I mean, Pearl Harbor and Saving Private Ryan were two of the biggest hits of those but, summers. Yeah, Dunkirk. So is Dunkirk, Dunkirk what else? Name recognition stuff. Sorry, I don't. I think the Battle of Dunkirk is is, you know, on everyone's history lessons. You, at some you point. name you name two movies, yep. and that's valid. But I mean, there's a lot of other movies. Things like Monuments Men, Fury, Valkyrie. What are the other big uh, summer World War II the, movies? Because I can't those, name yeah, I can't those. I can't name other summer World War II movies. But the ones I've named are the ones right. that did really well because those are the only ones I can think of that came out in the summer. Yeah. Aaron, where do you yeah, get your Dunkirk? I, I have it at number nine. Kind of thing that, yeah. I think it'll do fine, but I don't yeah. think it'll it, it's going to do enough to, to crack the top ten. I, so think, I think it's going to draw enough people in because of the Christopher Nolan, but also you know what Aaron brought up earlier, the cast is. Pretty solid. You know, there's a lot of oh, people that you want to see here. That's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Tom Hardy's not. Like one, 
guy from yeah. One Direction in it. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that's, that's what Harry I was going to say. The Harry Styles factor is really interesting. Yeah, that's what because that's, that's what that's what my lovely girlfriend Anna was telling me. She was telling me Harry Styles is being talked about a lot by people she's heard is, talk about. Is he really like? Yeah, and well, it it just because you don't hang out with teenage that... girls doesn't mean that people don't talk about Harry Styles. It, it doesn't hurt that he's going on his first solo tour this summer, so I yeah. could see it. It being a factor. Story of his life. Go watch my movie. I see what you did there, Abe. I see what you did there. (laughs) But uh, as for Dunkirk, you know, (laughs) I I also had the qualm of what Aaron brought up. It's like, you know, World War II movies. It's like, I don't... Or was that Mark that brought that up? Mark that brought it up. You know, World War II movies and uh, where they fall into place now. It's like, uh, we'll see. But I hope that it does well. I'm pretty sure that it will receive, you know, uh, its due share of money. But if it cracks top ten, congratulations. I, I would be shocked. I, I would be shocked. Well, so I always I know we're not picking money, but like Aaron, how much do you expect it to make in order to hit number nine? One forty to one fifty. Oh yeah, exactly I, what I, I was thinking. Also, yeah, that's. I, I I'm thinking more like uh, like one twenty. I think something. the Nolan name sells things. I mean, it, like inter- yeah, Now obviously, Interstellar had Matthew McConaughey and other stars, so that got to one ninety eight in November. Um, but I think right. Nolan in the summer doing something that doesn't look like everything else that's coming out. And you know, yeah. and it, which and the you know the marketing really hasn't even kicked in yet. For I mean, I've seen spots. But actually, I've, to be fair, actually, I've seen spots already, which is I mean, they they really want to sell this thing. But you know, the, right. the heavy marketing campaign, and it's in, the in the hit the Harry multiple formats. The, yeah, the the IMAX format I think is going to be to play large. I think the curiosity of being able to see this movie in such a large scale, I think that'll that'll play well, just like it has with Nolan's other movies. Oh, it's an IMAX. It's... <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and seventy millimeter. Uh, so that that does help actually. I th- I thought you were I mean, kidding it's, because it's, that's what Nolan it's... does now. That's his thing. He does it's... IMAX. Well, I mean, but this is not a space movie, or this is not the Dark Knight. This is World War True too. I it's don't a... think it matters. So no, what I mean is it's it's not the same kind of a property. I don't know if it's going to. But I, I sort of, it's... and I, I'm trust me, I'm not trying to compare them, but. I feel like Nolan is at the point in his career now where Spielberg sort of was with Saving Private Ryan, where they had done the fantasy movies, they had done the like the big crowd pleasers, and then they can make the World War II drama that they want to make, but people go because they built up that cachet. I will, as I will say the thing that goes against me on that, goes against that logic, is the fact that Saving Private Ryan had Tom Hanks as the lead, and Pearl Harbor, for, all, true, and Pearl Harbor, for all it's worth, had... Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett at the height of their, Josh you know, the height, and that, the that's why I'm not thinking it's going to make 300 million. Yes, but yeah. I think it's going to do well enough. Yeah, that's hmm. that's the. But uh, also, I don't remember. I don't know the box office history of Saving Private Ryan. I know what it ultimately did, but that has a lot to do with the fact that it was nominated for Best Picture and it was re-released, and there was a it was a long time to earn that amount of money. I don't know how. I mean, I, I'm looking it up now. It made 30 million in its opening weekend. I mean, of course, that's back in 1998, so it would be different now. But that Saving Private Ryan made the money it did because it was a box office. It was a an Academy Award. Yeah, the next year, that don't into the plot of the summer at that point. By September, it had made one sixty five and in play. I don't know. Sixty five. I, I don't think it's a direct comparison, but yeah. Oh, one sixty five. Okay. Well, there you go. Aaron, I've got a question could, for you. Could be an awards player too. You don't know. So one sixty five would be good, yeah. That that's, yeah, that would be pretty good. That'd be that, pretty. Yeah, that's put, very, put inflation that's behind good. that. Yeah, you get it up. That's up in the two hundred range, if not three hundred. Yeah. Right, and, but then you subtract the stars and you do the algorithm and <laughs> you meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Aaron, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, you seem to have Captain Underpants in your hive. What, was it high or? It's in my dark horses. 
Um, it's in your dark horses. It was and the last thing I demanded at dark horses because I, I was looking at. What's up with that? Well, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. I'm just curious because well, I, I didn't have anything to go on with. Ca- Captain Underpants is very Kevin Hart. Captain Underpants. Well, it's Kevin Hart, obviously, so I wanted to upset <laughs> Marcus. Uh, but it, but it's also <laughs> Captain Underpants is a very popular children's book series. It, and these DreamWorks animated movies, they can do well if they're sold properly, and I don't see them suddenly not selling this kind of movie properly. It comes out early June, so it has plenty of time to make a lot of money, even with Cars 3 and Despicable Me 3 looming. It's also, it, But it becomes one of the three, by default, animated films that can still make money. Um, Scott has it even higher. He has it in his top ten at number nine. Yeah, he, I, 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 I'm counting on it being one of the family options that works as a by default pick, essentially, just to make it qualify for a dark horse, if not something higher. Um, but I, I do think that there's an audience for a movie, you know, something that's it's not just an original animated movie, it, which isn't bad either. Look at Inside Out, but that's Pixar, so that's different. Uh, but it, it's it's a movie that has a you know established fan base as far as kids and kids that have grown up reading Captain Underpants. Um, <laughs> It also, it looks kind of funny. Like I saw the trailer, I was like, <laughs> like, 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 "Hey, man, that, that's a good thing to go off." Of. I mean, it does. Look I mean, look, funny. I mean, look. I mean, obviously, Alec Baldwin's a bigger name than Tom Thomas Middleditch, but at the same time, Boss Baby crushed it at the in, the, in March. Well, that, that, like, it, it, it's an and, interesting, and time. that was in March. Yeah. This yeah, is it, the summer. It so. it's it's yeah. it's been a lot of money. Young Boss kids Baby. are out of school at the, around that time, and if they're not seeing Wonder right, Woman right, on so, the same weekend, they're going to see Captain Underpants. I definitely think. Captain Underpants could could break into the top ten. And uh, DreamWorks has not had a summer movie since uh, How to Train Your Dragon two. So mm-hmm. this is a this is a you know a field where yeah. they have a potential to make a lot more than they have been. I mean, they made 177 with Home. They did 153 with Trolls. Boss Baby is making a lot of money, and none of those came out in summer. So no, there's a very good chance it could do really big. Fittingly, this is the last time that uh, DreamWorks and Fox are producing a movie together. Their next movies will all be Universal, which means that Universal will have Leica, Illumination, and, uh, oh, and DreamWorks wow. under their belt. Wow. So they're they're running at Disney Oof. as far as what kind of movies they're putting out there. I want to talk about another animated movie. I think uh, Marcus had it at number nine, and maybe someone else. Emoji. Movie. Emoji. Yeah. What, yeah. What, I think Max ha- Maxwell had it on his. It's a dark horse. I mentioned it as a dark horse. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think th- that's another one. It's a it's a shot in the dark, but I think it's I, people love emojis. What what can I say? I think it, I think kids love emojis. It's one of those things that kids and adults can go to the movies at the same time, and they think they're going to see it, no matter what the movie is. Mo- they're gonna buy tickets to this movie. My um, people love emojis. My logic for not including it is honestly because I don't think Sony does very well as far as marketing their stuff lately, mm-hmm. and it is it and the. I've already seen marketing for 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 the emoji movie. Like what? Was there is there a trailer before? Yeah, well, not a trailer, but before they, you know how like uh, the minions do their before illumination stuff. Uh-huh. I've seen stuff for the emoji movies pre trailer, pre pre movie stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, I've seen them too, Marcus, and the, the reaction is pretty mixed uh, in the audience that I have uh, with me for that movie. You know, some people laugh out loud, and uh, some people would just groan, literally. So uh, I'm, I'm never really sure. I agree with Aaron that Sony does, for whatever reason, they've just never they, they, done a great job of a, pushing that to the forefront. It's been a rough for the animation. It's been a rough road for Sony's movies in general. Um, <laughs> not that are not their smaller releases. Like their right, right. their bigger ones, something like the Emoji movie. I, I I just don't know. I I would I won't be surprised I, if it catches on. You are right. Emoji I mean, the last popular. one was like what Smurfs, The Last Village, and but Sony did Hotel Transylvania, right? Yeah, and those September yeah. releases when everything. It's like a 
we can cool off after the summer type of release. So everything else has come out. Now Adam Sandler and his buddies have gotten together with Jenny Tartakovsky for some reason and made a Hotel Transylvania <laughs> movie. And it's in September when nothing else is out so the kids can at least see this before they go back to school. I I think the Emoji movie is just dumb enough to work. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's where, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just from the title, title you know, what, by the, it's a possibility. What, ulti- what ultimately held me back from not putting it higher was the Angry Birds movie. Yes. That's what which I, I would have thought was going to do better than it did. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, you know, I think Angry Birds is obviously more specific than an emoji, but yeah. I, I equated the two. See, so yeah, if I had to, you know, go in between Captain Underpants or emojis, I'm going Captain Underpants. That just makes more sense to me. Like, it just it seems like something that would actually hit. Where emojis, like, all right, that's a thing. And Pat, you know, the, you've convinced me, and I regret my kid, kids. Kids <laughs> oh, love poop and Patrick Stewart equally. So. <laughs> I, I will say this in the favor of emoji movie in the favor of emoji movie it comes out the last week of july which means that it has a lot of time to pick up steam because nothing else, i mean there so we'll talk about this now there's not a ton of stuff in august except for one uh well two but i'll get to that in a second the dark tower um that comes out the first week of august and the first week of august i that, well i know <laughs> Let me say, yeah. the, the the first week of August is a good ground for something to kind of run the table if nothing else comes out after it. The only thing that comes out after it really is Annabelle. Like that's it. Annabelle. Like August is pretty dead. And so if the dark table, dark well, ta- tower, Hitman's bodyguard as well. Which well, Hitman's bodyguard. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way too. <laughs> did, did anybody have the dark tower in their top ten or dark horse? So. It's in a, it's in a couple dark horse spots, but is it, okay. I mean. I, you know, I considered it, but I'm not convinced it's coming out in August. I'm could, I, yeah, that Maxwell. That's exactly what I was gonna say. There, I've heard that there's going to be a trailer finally this week, but that's a. I mean, I what I'm everything I'm hearing about it and just not seeing anything from what should be a major release of the summer just makes me think: Are they gonna push this movie to next year? Because I have no like. The, it's already been pushed. A few it's been pushed. A, it's times, been pushed a few times. Yeah, and it's like. I mean, why are they still here if they don't have anything to show right now? And the, from what I heard about from CinemaCon, when they screened some footage from it, it was apparently not finished. Meanwhile, Valerian, I saw footage for last Comic-Con, and it was pretty good already. So it's like, yeah. also, Valerian needs to move into that August 4 slot. Like, I, 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 what I want to happen is Dark Tower leaves, because why? And then Valerian takes that spot so it doesn't get crushed by everything else coming out. <laughs> like, that's... I don't understand why Planet of the Apes isn't releasing in August. I think because that that's the one that I felt should move to August and would have run the table in August. Because it, because July that middle July slot it's a great slot that's worked well for you know most Batman movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, the um, the the what's it um, Man of Steel I believe came out around that time. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a history for that in the middle week of July that really works well for for movies in general. I, I can definitely see it because I mean if you're looking at the release schedule, Harry Potter comes out before is, is Homecoming. Well, Harry Potter. Dawn, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes came out in July. Yeah, it came so out mid-July. It's, and it did, it's yeah, not the yeah. exact same release date. It is. It's yeah, and then you know if you look at what's coming out after it, there's not a like a huge like I, I don't see Well, really after, after Apes better. is Dunkirk, Girl Strip, Valerian, Atomic Blonde, Emoji Movie, Dark Tower. Right. I mean it's it's, sam- yeah, it's sandwiched so it in between like it could, stuff. It could it's... clean up pretty nicely in its mid yeah. I, I think it'll do well, don't get me the wrong. First, then, yeah. to be fair, Rise of the Planet of Apes did come out the first week of August. It became a surprise hit because nobody was expecting it to be so good. That, that's Yeah, we were surprised. I wasn't. I was, yeah. I was, I was on the train from the beginning. You guys <laughs> doubted me. <and> by, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> my, my thoughts like on James Franco and right. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Let's see, what else? Well, yeah, we talk. Yeah, we talk about War for the Planet. I think we're all pretty solid on War, right? I, I think we're yeah. we all pretty much having yeah. the same basic spots. Kind of like in the mids. 
Marcus, yeah. Marcus, you have it really high. You have a number two. I have a number two, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Peter uh, Peter, Peter doesn't have it at all on his top ten list, which I was like, really? Does? Peter does not have it on his top ten list or his Dark Horses. Well, he's got he's got a movie that I, I – it's like a – what if, what was one of his uh, Dark Horses? Everything, Everything. Like a, everything, a, everything, a YA yeah. adaptation that will make, like, no money. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Good on Peter for shouting it out. I know. I get the logic. I just don't see it. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, I mean, this summer looks like it's going to be pretty eventful. From uh, Aaron, you put it best. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, storylines in terms of uh, you know continuation of, of properties. So <laughs> I'm I'm, ex- I'm expecting anything, which is to say, I'm I'm not expecting myself to be 100 percent right, but at the same time, just like I'm excited. We'll see what happens. You, you have Pirates but Five at number two, by the way. We're talking about Marcus him at number one. You have it at number two. Like you're going high for I Pirates. Have number two, but that's uh, you know, with everything that you guys had already discussed of its diminishing returns, it's like no, maybe don't, I, don't I back off it. now. Don't back. I'm not up. backing off. Up there with no me. way. I'm not backing off. Well, what me. a movie we haven't <laughs> talked about yet that you have fairly low on your list, and most of us are kind of Car- all over the place is Cars Three. Yeah, I, I agree that it's all over the place. I was listening, and people have it high, mid, and I have it low. I have it in the but, mid. Maxwell, you have a fairly low. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I find that, except for rare cases, sequels do just a little less than their predecessor. Yeah, to, to run the history, Cars made like 240. Uh, Cars 2 went 191 right. and is one of Pixar's big misses as far as critical acclaim and what have you. Right. This Cars 3, based off the recent trailer, I mean, even just the trailers in general, it seems I like think... it's more of a return to what the first one was. Now, I don't know how well that bodes it's... for people. But I, I, you know, I think it looks all right. Certainly better than the second one. They don't care how much money it makes. They just want to sell toys. Uh, yeah, the toys have been gangbusters. Well, yes, and let's remind. They've made billions of dollars on the toys. This is, this, so that's what this is the part where we remind people that Abe and I are the two of the few champions of Cars Two. <laughs> Cars Two. Of it actually being like a fun spy a fun movie. Fun spy movie. <laughs> it does its thing. I like. I like every. Hold on. I liked everything in Cars 2 that didn't involve Mater. So. And see, that was the thing. I don't care for Larry the Cable Guy, but somehow this movie was like, you know what? I don't mind you here. Like, I kind of <laughs> like what you're doing. <laughs> um, but no, this Cars 3, I think what the benefit of Cars 3 is similar, I think, to Finding Dory. Not to the same extent as far as making, you know, tons of money like Finding Dory did, but I think the... It has the it has that nostalgia factor where this is this is ten years later as far as cars go and people that you know the kids that saw cars grew up and you know might have kids of their own or at least have younger brothers or what have you and they can go see cars again and kind of relive relive that older it, part of the cars universe. <laughs> my feeling is it's Pixar. It's coming out in the summer. I feel like it has to do at least two hundred million. So I mean, I would be surprised if it didn't. I don't. I don't think it will. Yeah, see, I don't, that's where I don't know because the yeah the second one, as I said, one ninety one and was not well liked. I mean, yeah, one ninety one, and that was in two thousand eleven. But I mean, but sequels like, make less, right, Mark? I mean, so I mean, so that would be like two. I would say two hundred eleven would be adjusted for inflation, so two hundred. You know, for I I I would think the two hundred. I would be surprised if it makes less than that. All right. Okay. But what? It, I, but you, you're acting surprised. You have it at five two, Aaron. I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. I just, so, I, I, I try to argue with myself because it makes me feel better about these picks. Because like, <laughs> um, it is, a, it's, there's so many random things that could happen, which is, brings me to my, yeah. next, to my next pick, which is Transformers The Last Night. 
because you know Transformers used to rule the roast as far as these movies go. Uh, but now it's you know it's the fifth one in. They've made progressively less money. That said, worldwide has not stopped them. But this you know Mark Wahlberg on the poster you know does that <laughs> does that help? Do this... you think this one's gonna take a a, a plummet or something? Well, or? let's see the last yeah. the, the previous tra- like the third Transformers Dark of the Moon one of our I believe like our twenty fifth or sixth episode on this podcast, Dave. Uh, yeah. with Alan and Jordan, um, which was one of our most fun episodes we've done, um, as I recall. That was a good one. Um, I like the outro song. Um, that 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 was like in still the three hundreds. Um, the the last one, Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. <laughs> these names. Um, that was two hundred forty, which is like I think it was something like almost like four hundred or a uh, hundred million less than the previous one. I I think the, the I think that the game might, the jig might be up for Transformers movies as far as like seeing these. Uh, Wow. continuing to perform as high as they have how much of a drop do you think it's going to take uh, given at my number seven spot i'd i'd like to think it still gets maybe close to 200 but it's tough it's a, it's a tough uh, i said i don't i, I see it doing about as well as the fourth one as the fourth one yeah okay. i think it'll be so pretty like, equal personally. it's hard to bet yeah, against okay. transformers and i have it i have war of the planet of the apes ahead of it which is i think a huge that's that's a big challenge for myself that's as far as seeing that happen but yeah, it's well. If you're right and it takes that drop, that 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 leaves it in for war. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes out the week before uh, July Fourth weekends. I mean, it's it's in a great spot to do money, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> the way you guys are talking about it, you you're. I mean, oof, that's like 120 well, million dollars. Well, it's funny because we. Talk. I mean, we talked about Christopher Nolan being a name and that being a thing alone that puts people in the seats. Michael Bay is also a name. That is a thing that puts a lot of people right. in the seats and. Right. I don't. That has been. I mean, it's not Transformers, but his Benghazi movie from Jan, last January that flopped. I mean, it didn't do anything. Now, obviously, Benghazi and Transformers don't go hand in hand. <laughs> Some would argue they do, but I mean, it's it's not exactly the same comparison to make. But it, I don't know. Is the fifth Transformers movie really going to be as big of a draw as the first Wonder Woman movie, another Spider-Man that has Tony Stark in it, Despicable Me 3, and Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I don't know. I don't know that answer. It, it'll be more than a fifth Pirates movie. That's for sure. Oh, See, boy, I have them right next to each know. other, and I have no <laughs> idea that. <laughs> I have, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I have, too. See, well... Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> we haven't talked about Spider-Man I'll, at all, I'll by let, the way. I'll let Johnny Depp do my talking for me. <laughs> I don't think people what want. I don't about? think people want Johnny Depp to do much talking. I think that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> they want him on the ride. Well, he did. Well, did they? I mean, he just randomly walks up. What's doing right now? <laughs> he just showed up. Yeah, as a drunk pirate. And I don't know if I believe it was Johnny Depp. I see so many Johnny Depps on Hollywood Boulevard when I go out to see movies. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to think? How, and they, they, a lot of them look like the real thing. How, so, how hard yeah. is it to be like a greasy guy with facial hair? I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I think it was him. I think they're doing it for a promo. Oh, for video. sure. I, yeah, I have no doubt it was actually him. But at the same time, I'd be skeptical as hell if I saw some random guy walking up to me looking like Johnny Depp because I've seen that so often. <laughs> We haven't talked. So they have that at the Disney parks, regardless, all the time. We haven't talked about Spider Man. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I now he I, does whatever a spider can. He, well, yeah, <laughs> is he strong? Well, listen, but he is radioactive blood. Um, so people aren't going to be sick of this reincarnation of Spider Man again. Well, people love yeah, Tom Holland last year. I, in I have it as number seven. I hope they're not, but yeah, I think I, I think the, the context is just a little different because you know we were people were responded really positively to his introduction in Civil War. They were pretty smart in having Tony Stark as a supporting character that makes it clear it's part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look, that's I major. think 
Yeah. I think that's the major factor that'll make it do well. I w- kind of just excitement yeah. as to Marvel helming this instead of Sony. Um, yeah, we, plus I think it, you know, it looks pretty good. Yeah, we've, we've talked about. They have you know, a really Sony did a really troubles. good job with the diverse cast. It is technically right. still being helmed by Sony as far as its marketing, which yeah, is what. Co, co. Well, yeah. no, as far as its marketing, it is still a Sony yeah. movie that they're distributing, and you know, it's it's a co-production between Marvel and Sony, but but Sony's yeah. the one. You know, when I'm getting emails for these trailers, I'm not getting them from from Marvel like I do for the others. I'm getting them from Sony, um, so it's the, they are handling the marketing on Spider Man. Now it is Spider Man, a giant property. That said, right. you know, obviously it's different. Uh, than how it used to be for Spider-Man. They they are latching these on to Avengers more. Yeah, and that's what... This is, that's this what, is uh, like Avengers... Like, I, think that, that, I think there's a lot of goodwill from the Avengers too. Well, to, to, Tony, seeing Spider-Man Tony Stark alone is a helpful thing. I, I can note this. Absolutely. Every yeah. every every MCU movie that's featured Tony Stark in it has gone above $400 million, with the exception of the first Iron Man. Uh, first two Iron Man. Uh, every movie since, and so having him in this movie, even if it's a limited role, certainly helps the stock. You know, it helps. It helps. Right. The, helps the yeah. stock. he's the Johnny Depp of today. Uh, you know that Lebanon <laughs> yeah. pointed out to me. And people, people are more want to see people like, more want to see Robert Downey Jr. than they do want to see Johnny Depp these days. Yeah. Uh, that's I think that's going to bode well. That's <laughs> going to. I think it's going to bode well. It's well. also and now to be fair, yeah. Spider Man has screwed me over multiple times ever since doing these these summer countdowns, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That was Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. But at the same time, I've been cursed by Spider-Man when I've tried to predict my top ten films of the summer. <laughs> um, but well, you know, we'll see. But you know, it's I think it's gonna be a strong showing. I think the the fact that he's in high school, I think that'll play a big factor for you know the younger audience that you know want to see superheroes that they can relate to more. That they can relate to with wow. Well, as far as a high school kid, see Spider-Man being a high school kid. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's different. I mean, that. that yeah, it's I also different from other Spider Man movies. It's the, yeah, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like the same old Spider Man again. And it's like, I mean, you guys talked yeah. about Wonder Woman basically, you know, appearing in Batman Superman and having that being the promotion starting there. Spider Man was in Civil War. Everyone liked him in Civil War. Right. And that's a big promotion right. for him, right? They, you know, we already got the origin. Yeah, this is. This- so this is an Avengers. This is just an Avengers movie. That's that's basically oh, they got, and, why it's kind and of they also play. they have the origin out of the way. So it's not like audiences are like, oh, another Spider-Man where he gets bitten by a thing and somebody. It's like he's already Spider-Man. Like he's already there. Okay. Yeah. yeah if, if I walk into a movie theater and I have to watch Uncle Ben die again, I'm I'm. I'm <laughs> oh, I hope that's a flashback. Ben, yeah. I hope it's a flashback. <laughs> that's like. A, I mean, if it's a, a, if it's like a, like a little flashback we had with Batman versus. Fine, but like, I'm not I'm not watching that again. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it's different this time. Maybe Uncle Ben makes it. <laughs> I would watch that. I mean, everybody knows Custer died, but <laughs> <laughs> but what this is supposing is what if what if he didn't? Okay, so let's see what else. Anything else we can uh, get? It? Well, I want to go. I want to get a little bit of props for going out on a limb and putting Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets in my. Dark I, I actually want to shout that out too. That's a good point because uh, some people so have it my, in their dark horses. And my like... reasoning is, I know I'm going out on a limb and. It's not expected to, to do a lot. But this is Luc Besson. It's a space movie. It's sort of reminiscent of Fifth Element, which is like one of my favorite films of all which time. Which didn't do that well. And, yeah, it was, it was fine. You're right. It wasn't like a huge hit. Uh, but uh, I think the trailer I, actually looks good to me. And it's, it's actually, the, I read something that said it's the most expensive movie ever made outside of Hollywood. Yeah, that's not surprising. So I they, can see that. They, they, they put money into it. Yeah. So, and I don't. I know Cara Delevingne isn't an actress, but I don't think that matters for this movie. I think this is all visual. <laughs> it's supposed to be, you know, 
Yeah. It's just supposed to be like fun. It, it didn't matter that she wasn't an actress for Suicide Squad, so you got that going for, Suicide for you. Squad, yeah. <laughs> Those hips don't lie. I, I, this looks like I, she's a little I, bit more in the joke. I mean, it's hard to read in between. Oh, and it's got Rihanna on the trailer, or not in the trailer, but in the on the movie poster, which mm. she looks like she's like auditioning for uh-huh. or something. So that, I, I'm kind of that didn't help out for Battleship. You don't think I, this is going to be another John Carter? Battleship was not very. This like, Battleship wasn't good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, sort of felt like if Jupiter Ascending couldn't make money, then this can't. That's either. my exact logic there. I think it's too weird. I think it's too weird. No, I don't. Yeah. don't I don't deny that. It, I I can't wait for this. I mean, I'm, you, you, we're yeah, both. That's we're, what we said. Looks, I'm, I'm a Luke. I'm a Luke Passan fan. Like, I, if they, I like what, if they slapped Marvel Studios as Valerian in front of it, you got three hundred million. But I mean. I, I like where your heart is at because it, it looks fun. But. I, I feel I, it. Cer- it was certainly a contender for my dark horses, and obviously a major dark horses. But it's like I, I just I don't know about. I it's coming. It's it's that, it's know. not just that it looks weird to me. It's also but it I comes mean, out. Mad Max Fury Road was weird, and it was futuristic and and bizarre, that, and that made made a lot of money. So. I think the there was I think that the I guess this is original. The, property, the mix. But, the mix. Yeah. The mix. Yeah. The mix of being a part of a franchise, the critical praise. It, just, it had everything going for it. That still, it still, yeah, it still I, struggled to get into the top ten. It made it. It was number ten, if I'm not mistaken. I was like right at the bottom. I, but, I think the critical praise really helped. Yeah, they, that they guy sold out. it way over the top because it wasn't. Just, it wasn't just like it's good. It was this is the best fucking movie you'll like, ever hey! see. Like that, that was the praise for Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> it had ten Oscar nominations. But I mean, it was great. Everything. Val- Valerian is going to need good reviews. If the if it comes out and the reviews are bad, then I, I know it's going to tank. And but. I just. I, as much as I want it to be good and like, we'll probably like it, I don't know if it's going to be just this unanimous, like, yes, this thing happened. Like, I think it will be more in the mid-range, yeah. like, oh, it was ambitious, but it was okay. Like, that, as a kind of a general consensus. I could be completely wrong, and I'd be happy to be. I'd be happy to be like, this is great, and you should go see it immediately. And I could champion that because I be, you know, was with it from the start as far as wanting to see it, but... Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough call for something like that. And the other thing, it comes out... Well, we know it could be the next Avatar. <laughs> the other thing, it comes out between so much stuff. There's so much stuff out at that same time. Dunkirk comes out on the same weekend yeah. as that movie. So that won't help. But... Uh, you know, it's coming after Apes and Spider-Man still in theaters. It's coming before the Dark Towers, presumably, it's theaters. <laughs> uh, like, there's there's a lot of things around it that I, just don't, I don't think helps it out as far as muscling itself. And it's also, it's not a huge studio. It's what is it? It's like Lionsgate or STX or whatever, like or Europa Core. It's like what the the marketing for that. It's like okay, like I, I want you to make sure you're a presence, so people. They just did Bad Moms, and that was. A and that has a target demographic they can go for. Valerian's going after the same <laughs> and, people that are going after all of these other movies. And and that had well liked actresses. And Jada Pinkett Smith. So I mean, it had everything right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's one that I here's one that I struggled with. This is an offbeat one, and I didn't. I had it in my dark. I had it at number ten for a long time. Then I had it in dark horses. Then I removed it at the last minute. Uh, Catherine Bigelow's Detroit, which is, it goes into that drama range. Now, obviously, it's not even yeah. in my it's yeah. not even in my dark horses anymore. So it's like it's not even like I have it to consider. But so my issue with it was was more to do with the rules of the contest uh-huh. because you kept saying. It ends on Labor Day, and this comes out in mid-August. It comes out at the beginning of August, same, and I same like as Dark Tower. It's going to make its money into the fall, past the end of the contest. Okay. Because I think it might be an awards player, and I think it might be one of those ones that, that just builds and builds. Yeah. Organically. 
And so while I think it'll do well, I didn't think it would make the money in time for the contest. My only uh, That's where I feel about it, too. And I don't think it was going to go gangbusters anyway, but for Detroit, <laughs> I mean, Catherine Bigelow, she <laughs> has a strong track record of making these Academy Award-winning films or Academy-nominated films. Zero Dark films, Thirty was and... a huge hit, not just as far as acclaim. Yeah, it was huge. It came out, like, December, Christmas. It came out December, uh, spread it. It had a huge, big opening weekend in January. January. Yeah. And it ended up with, like, 90 to $100 million. $126 million. So... Dollars. Domestic. Yeah. So, for and I think this can do pretty well, just yeah, like that. Especially because I'm just feeling like the Don Boyega is, is well known and well liked now. Yeah, and also like the tone of the summer, I feel like it's going to be one of those heavier movies, obviously, because it's uh, it's a real life event. So I wasn't or sure. It could be how just to like straight out of Compton. So. That's my that was yeah, that was my I, main. I kind of felt the way that Maxwell felt, which is like I feel it's going to have legs going into award season. I think. But I don't think it's going to make enough in the three and a half week span before and, we close this. And show. what about uh, what about All Eyes on Me? A Tupac's movie? I don't think it's going to I don't, be I don't think it, well, I love Tupac. I rep him, but I think it's going to be. I think it will be successful given its budget, but I don't think it's going to do the same as Straight Outta Compton because Straight Outta Compton had Universal behind it. This has Lionsgate, and I don't think they're going to be able to market it the yeah. same way. And it's coming out. Mid June, where Straight Outta Compton was a success, both because it had a strong marketing push, it had this relatable element because people love NWA, let alone that culture, and it, it's targeting a different demographic, other as opposed to you know white young men, and it had it yeah, had no it, competition. It helped, to have the, it helped to have the guys themselves promoting. Oh yeah, it. for sure. Obviously, now something like Detroit, it's not a direct comparison. It doesn't have you know it's not a musical group. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't have a lot of the same things that Straight Outta Compton had, but I think there's a I think there's a comparison point Detroit to be made there. Might, Detroit's coming out the same weekend as the Dark Tower. Presuming right? it comes out, yeah. yes. Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's that's the schedule. Yeah. That's right. not going to help. Either. It's not going to help if, it, if assuming Dark Tower comes out, yes. Along with all the other yeah. movies that are still out. But also, it is that end of August where it has all of August to make money, assuming it comes out. Now, the the thing, one of the other things against it is this is Annapurna's first um, like production. It's uh, It's not like you know, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a co-production. It's not being distributed by somebody else. It's their own thing. And I'm very curious right. because it is going to be a full release. It won't be like a, it's the summer. It's not going to be like a platform like you know first week in 30 theaters and moving on from there. It'll be like a full on big release. But I'm curious what the kind of push is going to be as far as its marketing. Like, is it going to be like how how are we going to push it now? Going against that to speak to our country in general right now, there might be an audience that be, wants to see something like this movie that really feels timely in its own way and yeah true. which is the window and i think that's why the august release is it's actually pretty solid you know again i don't i don't think there's gonna be a people are gonna be catching up with the movies from may june july yeah. but i mean again nothing's really coming out in and august it's that, it's that you know it's like we said with dunkirk it is a draw it is that it's a drama it's something different but we're talking a lot about detroit which is not none of our lists but i just i i really yeah. i wanted to shout it out it's, it's good. Uh, that is that's interesting it's more of like a revolutionary yeah. type uh feel to it so it may gain more traction than than a movie like dunkirk i just i just want to get to the point where at the end of this when detroit makes a ton of money the, no one can say that nobody brought up detroit <laughs> as if it wasn't a, th- a spot on our radar it's on our radar i just i have no idea what it's going to do so I'd, I'd be very happy to see it be surprised but look at all these other movies we have here i want to because we talked about i think all of our movies on these lists at this point i want to move on to some uh, feedback um yeah let's do it. feedback because it still relates to our conversation of course um of course we asked that we asked a number of questions related to the summer movies, and so I want to want to get into that. and We can kind of keep this conversation going. Of course, yeah. So the first question we said, well, the, uh, the first question we asked everybody was, uh, "What movie did you think is going to be the biggest hit of the summer?" 
Jason has, uh, in terms of comedy, Baywatch, and in terms of superheroes, Wonder Woman. And Ricardo writes Alien. Chris has, for me, it's got to be Alien. Lots of good films like Baby Driver, Valerian, but probably won't be massive earners, but hopefully proven wrong. I uh, just came back from watching Guardians, and it was great. I think it would make a few dollars. And lastly, Manish has Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay, so we've already gone over what we think are going to be the biggest hits of the summer. Yeah. Obviously, Pirates 5 Pirates. is the strong surge we're all yeah. rooting for, and the rest yeah. of us in, cra- in you know, non-Crazy Town are thinking <laughs> Guardians. Um, <laughs> um, so our, we, we've talked plenty about that. So our next question is, uh, what movies do you think will flop this summer, which we haven't too much talked about? Don't say Pirates, Mark. Chris, don't say Pirates. It's in his thing. It's in his thing. <laughs> Uh, Chris, Chris writes. Yeah, Chris writes. Wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if Pirates of the Caribbean flops. I was so oh, bored with the last one. And emoji. Okay, I just seen the second tra- the trailer for Forty Seven Meters Down. It won't be making a billion at the box office. Uh, Jason writes King Arthur and Transformers because I think it's played out and nobody cares anymore. Ricardo writes Snatched, or maybe that's just me hoping. And Manish writes King Arthur. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, for it to flop, it has to cost a lot of money. How much does the emoji movie cost? These animated movies cost some chunk of change. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's between like eighty and a hundred million for something like that. Snatch could cost. Anything. Yeah, Snatch like matches probably more moderate, like some like a sixty million at most, right. or something like at most. So for the emoji movie to flop, it would have to do like fifty million. I I, I think it's making more than that. Yeah, probably something like King Arthur though. I imagine that cost a lot of money, and again, yeah. I. I'm all for it doing well, and I'm all for it being good, but I just don't see it happening. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening for it. No, the trailers, the, the trailers are there. I'm not denying that. And right. I think, I think Legend of Tarzan is a very favorable comparison. That said, it had a different release date, but I mean, they're in the same kind of camp as far as like, well, there's a, a white guy that I'm kind of familiar with. Um, he, he, he works good <laughs> for people. Jude, Jude Law is like an added value, much like Sam Jackson was added so value like for Tarzan. That. I mean, there's. There's things that it's he's the best thing in Tarzan. People love that guy from Sons of Anarchy. Not enough to make yeah, not, well, not enough to make a Pacific Rim a huge hit. Uh. The production <laughs> budget for King Arthur is 102 million. Okay, so it's pretty. Oh yeah, it's Guy Ritchie. So yeah, he he it's pretty moderate yeah. budget. So yeah. I mean, we just talked about it too, but Valerian <clears> is. You know, Aaron, you mentioned that it, it's the most for um, a studio outside of outside of Hollywood, but I don't think that's gonna make. So are we talking about what's going to flop in the U.S.? Because, I mean, like, worldwide, Pirates and and Valerian, too, I think will make a lot of money. Yeah, we're just talking about the U.S. I mean, yeah, Valerian, I think, yeah, has no – Valerian will have no problem making its money back. It's just more of if it connects in America that my concern is. Right. Um, I would yeah. say, uh, by the way, Dark Tower, I think, will flop huge. Um, I, I think if it actually, that's if it comes I, think out, it, right? I think it'll be like the R.I.P.D. of the summer if it actually comes out. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> oh, no. That movie You're is praying bad. for this thing to flop. I'm not praying. Oh, no, I just, I have so little interest. Why do you hate Idris Elba so much? I, I have nothing but, <laughs> nothing but praise for Idris Elba. I, and I, I just, everything I hear, every time I hear something about Dark Tower, I just can't help but not be interested about it. I don't know what it is, but there's just nothing, <laughs> nothing excites me about this. Ha, ha, have you read Clearly the books? Clearly not. We, Clearly I've not read the books. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even the people that like the books, this is like, what, like, it's like a, a, a sequel to the book. So it's not even adapting the actual book. It's just taking characters that this the whole thing is, well, the, the books, the books are so ambitious on their own anyways, because they, you know, they take characters from all of his other books and weave things out and go to, it's just very, it feels dense. Like, and uh, I'm just, 
I want nothing more than for it to be good. I'm just, it's just one of those books that doesn't seem like it's going to translate. It's well. not, I mean, well, it has Matthew McConaughey as the villain, so I think that has that's a point in its favor because that's an against type type thing. Uh, Idris Elba has his fans for sure, and that's like a value for people that you know go to see a movie like that. It's produced by Ron Howard instead of directed by Ron Howard, which I think works against it because it's like, okay, who's directing this? Can anyone name me the director of the Dark Tower offhand? <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. Um, You're talking like it's going to be like um, the winner's tale. Or we something. we have trailers. For, oh God. We have we have trailers for Annabelle and Hitman's Bodyguard, which come out at the end of August. Have we seen a trailer for The Dark Tower yet? No, we have not. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a there's a poster and like some Entertainment Weekly images. <laughs> it just there's nothing here that like says like this is going to be a movie you need to see. I tried reading the plot synopsis on Wikipedia and it's like why am I even considering this? This is a mess. Like I can't even. I can't. I don't know how. I, I look forward to a trailer that sells me on this concept. Now if it's great, great. I can't wait. Can't wait to 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 to, to shower in all the greatness that is the Dark Tower. But as, right as of now, I'm just like, who cares about this movie? <laughs> See what happens. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, next question, Master Buddy. What movies do you think will be a big surprise in the summer? Jason has, I think, either Baywatch or Captain Underpants. Chris writes, "I'm hoping that Alien gets it right, but ha- and has nothing but love." Uh, I'm not a Prometheus hater. And lastly, Manish has Girls Strip. We haven't talked so... about Baywatch all that much, but I don't think it's going to be a surprise. I think it's just guaranteed to make a yeah. good chunk of money. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I think the Rock carries weight. Yeah. I yeah. personally, I think the movie looks terrible. That matters. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I feel that way uh, too. But it's still gonna draw its audience and make its money. Compared to something like, have you guys seen the the Hitman's Bodyguard trailer? It's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. But it comes compared out like the last Baywatch? week of August. This see, this is yeah, this but is compared to Baywatch. This is I'm just saying that like, that Hitman's Bodyguard. That's Ryan Reynolds back in the mode that I just don't care for. <laughs> so I just I'm not interested at all. <laughs> I like Sam Jackson. But I, it's like like okay, there's a two hander. I like, have no earthly idea what the hitman's bodyguard is and i plan to keep it that <laughs> you gotta I literally had not even heard of this movie until this podcast so I, you know it's a funny trailer but you know i don't think it's gonna make a hundred million dollars no yeah as far as as far as baywatch goes yeah i like it doesn't look clever in the same way like 21 jump street looked clever and just like it actually you know, looks annoying it does that's what it yeah oh annoying is the, yeah. the best way to put it yeah, so, I mean, again, people are going to go see it because of The Rock and Zac Efron and, and all the women, but it, it, I don't think it's going to be reviewed that it's well. A, it's a Memorial Day weekend release, so it's going to it's gonna open huge. And my biggest problem with this was, like, where do I put it next to Pirates? Because they can't, like, I can't have them next to each other. It may, it seems insane to me that they would make around the same amount of money together, <laughs> given that they're released, like, on this, you know, two days apart from each other. Same. But no, yeah, I don't. You know, it's a, yeah? a comedy that we haven't talked about was Rough Night. Yeah. I know that's and, um, that was I, is that the one with Scarlett Johansson? That's Scarlett Johansson's bad girls uh, movie as, a, as compared to compared to uh, what uh, yeah. Girls Trip. I mean, yeah, right. we, I mean, it, it's an I, R-rated. Comedy yeah, I don't, I don't have it in my Dark Horse or my top ten, but I thought we should at least mention it just in case if it does do well that we we did address it. That's, it this is something that could be a hit. That's that's Scott's other pick for Dark Horse. If he could do Girls Trip and Rough Night, he would do both. Um, but he, but I told him he can't. I can see that as dark horses. I can see both of them as dark horses because their casts are pretty strong. I so he has he has girls trip in his dark horse. Girls trip is in dark horse. Girls trips a few I, people have girls trip um listed in some capacity. I think girls trip's gonna do much better than as Jada Pinkett, Quinley Tifa, yeah, Regina Hall. I think yeah, Regina. Hall. I think it's in a better spot as far as movies. It's in mid. It's in, it's in that same weekend as Dunkirk is Valer- in Valerian, but it's also it becomes the de facto. Uh, comedy to see at that point like where where rough night 
I mean, it comes out the same weekend as Cars 3, um, and it's just right there before Transformers, after a bunch of other stuff. It's, well, it's so obviously... It, it it's, it's so like, bad. Yeah, it also doesn't look very good. <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> well, because, like, Girl's Trip is like, that's more about friendship, where this is about a murder that goes wrong. It's just it seems inherently well, less yeah, likable. it's a bachelor party that goes awry. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if they're Dark Horses, that's for sure. And then maybe next summer we'll get, like, a, a sequel to both of them where they meet up together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a mashup sequel. It'd be called the uh, Last Las Vegas. <laughs> or Girls Night, or yeah. And then uh, throw in Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn in there for good measure. <laughs> Snatched on a rough night. <laughs> this cinematic universe is not going wow. well so far, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was. Aaron, do you want to ask? Yeah, we got we got one question for us this week. Uh, this one comes from Darren. He asks, "What do you think will be the best original movie of the summer?" That's almost a trick question because every movie we've talked about so far has not been an original movie. Um, but um, but Dunkirk. That, that, based Dunkirk. off history, it's not original. Yeah. It's based. It's, it's based off something. It's not based off something that somebody wrote out of their head. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm I'm going with Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Yeah, uh, Baby Driver. I, yeah, I think Baby Driver is a safe. It, it's, uh, it's gonna be seen by like a super niche audience, but it's gonna be one of the best movies. Of the I season. like that. I mean, the fact that it's moved up. Obviously, there's a lot of competition around it, but at least that bodes well as far as what they think this movie has potential. Or was doing. it originally gonna be? Released? It was an August release. It came out. August. It came out mid-August, which is why August oh. is is even more of a dumping ground because it took out that thing also. So it's like there's still stuff there, but it's like as far as movies that I consider to be an event, it has nothing now because Baby Driver moved to June. <laughs> so it's like okay. Um, Another one. Atomic Blonde was a comic book, right? Atomic Blonde is a comic uh, book. Atomic Blonde, yeah. yeah, it's based off of, like some graphic novel or something yeah. like that. Um, which also that could be a surprise. I don't think it's a surprise as far as top ten goes, but I think it could do quite well. I think people like people like Charlie staring in action mode, um, and not talking to computers mode. So uh, I think that'll uh, <laughs> I think that'll work in its favor. <laughs> What's your name? In, in, in Cyber. Uh, the... After Joe Pants in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Logan Lucky? Yeah, Soderbergh's movie. That'll make no money, but yeah, yeah. it'll probably be good. But <laughs> like, it's original, right? It and it is. looks probably pretty good. Technically, it's based off a true story, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, it it comes at night. That's a horror film I'm really looking forward to. That looks... Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about that because this trailer is actually pretty interesting. The trailer was really good without giving away anything, which I like. Yeah. Joel Edgerton uh, is in it. Release? What's the release? What's the release? It's the beginning of June. It's like June. I think it's either the same weekend of the Mummy or Wonder Woman. It's like one of those. Uh, June 9, yeah. June 9, so the mummy, movie. yeah. Um, but that poster is pretty good. Both of them are pretty good. I saw, I saw the trailer the other day for It Comes in. I was like, this looks great. Like I And I generally try to avoid... I try to avoid horror movie trailers that I haven't seen yet because that ones that I'm, I just know I'm looking forward to. But this one, I was like, well, I'll, let me see where this goes. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't reveal much, so good on you. Yeah. Also... The trailer with the hallway? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like... It, it has that... It does that repetition thing where it repeats, like, the same sounds over and over again in different ways. Oh. Uh, same with like 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 the, a serious man trailer for an odd reference that I can go serious for. Serious man. Um, it has the, it has that repetition. That's actually, that, that's actually a good score. Yeah. There's another movie called The Wall from Doug Liman that I'm looking forward to quite a bit. Doug Liman's making a movie. Yeah, he's got a small little movie yeah, with that. him and with John Cena and Aaron Johnson called The Wall coming out in like I, May. I saw that trailer today, and you know, obviously you can't tell from a trailer entirely, but. I was impressed by John Cena yeah. in the trailer, at least. John Cena's having a year, guys. I'm calling it now, because I'm looking forward to Ferdinand, also. 
at WrestleMania. Ferdinand at the end of the year. I'm looking forward to that one. Give him into the voice. Dean yeah. Sonnen. Thanks, dude. Yeah, the Senate. The, he hasn't. He hasn't had. To, he hasn't had. To, he hasn't gone away. He has to go away to come back. Ever. A Cena Sonnen. That's what you think, but he's invisible, so we don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. He was in the Marine, and then he's back. Hey, he was in 12 rounds. Is awesome. I'll say that right now. <laughs> and he was great in what? He was a great train wreck uh, a couple years ago. He was like that. He was great. He was. He was also in that small role in the Sisters. Yeah, as a small role in Sisters, he's hilarious in. Like he, the off- he's very funny. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if the wall will transfer, but I mean, I want. Look, I, it helps that I'm seeing it this week, so I'll know very soon. But there's no denying that in order to be a successful wrestler with the WWE, you have to be charismatic yeah. as all. Heck. And I, I think he has that charisma. Um, that's Absolutely. obviously it's the the what the wall, which the wall, by the way, is this. Uh, it's like a sniper drama. It's Aaron Johnson, John Cena pinned down by a sniper. Oh, that movie. Okay. And it's directed by Doug. You think Lyman. people are going to go see a movie called The Wall? I'm not saying it's going to be huge. I'm just saying I'm just movie, I'm talking though. about original movies that I'm looking forward to, and I think that's one that I'm looking. Uh, yeah, that's an unfortunate title for 2017. Well, the Pink yeah. the Pink Floyd soundtrack will help. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, only that an hour. My, that was 21. my go-to wall. Yeah, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. The um, I was working. There's some other ones that I'm looking forward to. Uh, the trip to Spain. Um, uh, not a, not oh, original, yeah. but just oh, small, is just that, small. Is that being released? Just smaller films. Oh, I thought it was already like on BBC, whatever. No, the trip. Well, the trip, the trip is it's on BBC. It is a it is a series. It's like six episodes. Series. Um, but okay. in America, it's just combining all the best parts of those into one movie, and that's what it's been. And they're hilarious movies, and I can't wait for the third yeah, one. I've seen the clips of the Dave, David Bowie stuff. Oh my that's god, pretty I good. Michael Kine. I, I yeah, cannot Michael wait Kine. for this. this is, <laughs> Michael Kine. This is my new before trilogy, as far as like independent trilogies that's go. Your new before trilogy. <laughs> High praise. Let's see. Yeah, the Logan you mentioned. I'm... You mentioned Logan Lucky, the Soderbergh movie. Um, Detroit. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier, but I'm really looking forward to the Beguiled. Yeah, the Beguiled. Yeah, the Sofia yeah. Coppola film. Um, a Ghost Story. Um, the the one with like uh, yeah. like wearing a sheet. I've heard nothing but good things about that. Uh, the Big Sick, which is another big one out of Sundance. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too, actually. With uh, uh, Camille Nanjiani, Camille Nanjiani, Zoe Zoe yeah. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, the Book of Henry. I'm curious about. Uh, the Colin Trevorrow. That with Denzel Washington. No. no. What? <laughs> the book of thank you, thank you. The book of Henry. Book of that's, Eli. that's the yeah. yeah. The book of Henry's Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow's yeah. uh, in between movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, Colin Trevorrow's making that one. Yeah, in between Star Wars yeah. and Jurassic World, he made a little movie just right. like Saving or uh, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. So yeah. this one has bigger stars and a really weird trailer, but I still am curious what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, has that. It is what it is. Uh, there's a movie called Wind River uh, that was written by, written and directed by Tyler Sheridan, who did uh, Hell or High Water and wrote, wrote Sicario. This is his directorial mm-hmm. debut. Yep. It has Jeremy Renner and Jeremy Renner's in it. Right? And yeah. Jeremy Renner and yeah. uh, what's your name, Elizabeth Olsen, are the stars in that one. So I haven't heard anything about that, but I'll oh yeah, look it was, that one up. it's playing at festivals. But is it Sundance, right? Yeah. So, but given you know, coming off of Hell or High Water and Sicario, I'm by default looking for whatever he comes out with. So. Yeah, of course. But yeah, anything else, okay. guys? That we, t- we haven't talked about Guardians all that much, by the way, which we think is going to be. Make... Well, I mean, I think we're just going to think that it's going to go bonkers. Except for Marcus. So. <laughs> but, uh... Except for Marcus. No, I have it at four. At four? Four, yeah. It just seems so low. Well, okay. But... You haven't talked about the nut job, too, either. But... Nutty by Nature? <laughs> Nutty by Nature. Yeah. The best title of the summer. It's definitely a title. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> <laughs> but all right, I think we've talked a lot about summer movies this yeah. summer including the small That's... ones which we should make sure that people know there are other movies this summer guys you don't have to see all the things of the big blockbusters you can see some of these smaller ones we've got into which i'll be happy to talk about name? as we uh, get into the summer more but yeah anything else we want to go over opening up to you guys i think we sort of ran the gamut okay well yeah. 
Let me do some wrap-up stuff here because I do have that ready. Uh, let's do some Out Now presents what's out now. Do some movies that are coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. Uh, first up, A Dog's Purpose. N- uh, not actually that, controversial. That, yeah, that's one that had that controversy, <laughs> which, but I don't think that there was, which was much to it. proven to be false. It felt like a hit job to me. Yep, seemed that way. So there you go. Um, the Red Turtle. Um, I really like Earth this movie. That is that's very good. It's really oh, good. Very, very good. Yeah, very good movie. Certainly worthy of that uh, Academy Award nomination. Um, great Blu-ray, by the way. If you want to know more about the Red Turtle, the Blu-ray has you covered. It has a great making of feature. The commentary is fantastic. I had to review it, so that's why I know. But there's a, there's, if, you, if you're fans of that movie, there's a lot to dig into on the Blu-ray. I was, I was surprised because you know some of those could be bare bones, but this one had a lot of stuff. Um, speaking of bare bones, rings. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gold. No. Gold. This is not a good movie. Uh, that's a Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I heard mixed things. It's not good. Yeah. Okay. Not good. Yeah. Quite good. The Salesman on Blu-ray this week. Who is in that? That's the Oscar for Hottie film. The one best best, oh, okay. uh, best yes, foreign yes. language oh. best foreign language okay. feature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to not good. The comedian with Robert De Niro. <laughs> Didn't that just come out in theaters like two weeks ago? <laughs> it came out. It came out in February. It's not good. It's a terrible thing. You don't need to see it. Um, back to good. I've really gone back and forth with these. Back to good again. You're going back and forth. I am not your Negro. Um, out on D- on Blu-ray and DVD this week. Great documentary. Oh yeah, that's very yeah. Great documentary. Yeah. And like it's only like ninety something minutes. Not taking up much of your time, guys. <laughs> you can go see that one. Learn a thing or two. So what you're saying is it's shorter than the OJ documentary? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> by like <laughs> by about like six hours. Yeah. Yeah, like, by quite a see a few number of hours. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also out Saturday Night Fever Director's Cut 40th Anniversary Edition. Forty oh, years. That's a good movie, mm, guys. Baby. It's a good movie. If you want, you can pay people some, you know, want to pare it down to just like that's that movie with the Bee Gees music. But it's actually a really good drama. Like I, re- I really like that. It movie. is a good movie. Yeah. He touches yeah. his hair. Oh, that that's a movie that defined a generation. That's yeah. you know right. the sixties, Easy Rider. That was the seventies. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm still curious that... if it holds on to this record. It's probably been beaten. But Saturday Night Fever had like the it was like the best selling soundtrack for a lot of years, like a lot of decades. Like it was going into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, be curious if that it still holds, or if it's anywhere near that. Uh, let's see what else on uh, Scream and Shout Factory this week. Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> not terrible, though. I'm, 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 I'm um, uh, curious how many of you guys have seen it. Streets of Fire, the Walter Hill action musical with Willem Dafoe and Mike. You know, I, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about it lately because of this uh, release, and I, I, I'm very intrigued and want to watch oh, it. I can't wait to get it because this goes hand in hand with The Warriors, Walter Hill's other great movie oh. <laughs> of, the, of that time. Um, it would be a great double feature for sure. And uh, lastly, on Warner Archive this week, Seven Days in May, classic film. Uh, that's a Warner Archive's been doing great in releasing some of these classics, and this is a, this is another good one to uh, to check out if you haven't seen Seven Days in May before. Um, awesome. If you want to be, you know, <laughs> depressed by you know Cold War history, uh, but yeah, there's uh, <laughs> there's good stuff going on. Uh, let's see, that's that's out now. What's out now? Let's move on to extremely cool. These are things that are now on Netflix that I want to recommend. Uh, Dear White People, first season, the show, the show, yeah. yeah. Um, Not the movie. I've watched a lot of it so far. I really like this show. I was a big fan of the movie. This has the same uh, creative voice. It has Justin Simeon, who is the writer-director of the movie. He's back as the showrunner, and he's directed and written a few episodes. Uh, Barry Jenkins directed one episode, which is so Barry far Jenkins. yeah, wow. so far the best episode, and it's been a pretty good season all around. I, uh, I, that doesn't surprise I like the show quite a bit. I th- It's very it – pick- for those who have seen the movie, it picks up right where the movie left, left off, uh, which was after okay. a very horrible party that took place. 
Um, and so it deal the first half of the season deals with the aftermath of that, and the second half it gets into a it's whole. It's just new, like John Wick too. The second half gets into a whole new area. Um, and yeah. what's neat, it's very similar to that Arrested Development season that came out on Netflix. It's better than that, uh, but it take basically every episode is a perspective of a different character, and sometimes the timelines overlap. Um, so it's a, it's a neat approach, and I think it's been done very successfully. Um, cool. Also on Netflix this week, Don't Think Twice, the Mike Birbiglia film. That's mm. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like one of my uh, top uh, top tens yeah, from last it year. Was. You, you really liked it. I really liked it too. I think it's a. He, he makes good films. Yeah. Uh, he does. Good yeah. showcase for. Uh, and he's also, uh, his stand up special is fantastic. Yeah. Good in that film. Don't think twice. Good showcase for Keegan Michael Key and Gillian Jacobs. I think too. Good. Yes. Strong agreed. strong performances in that one. I'm still gonna call her Gillian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, because I saw this and I wanted to point it out because I really like this doc. Anvil, the story of Anvil. I heard that that was terrific when it came it's out. Pa- it came out like a few years ago. It came right? out a little, yeah, like a while back, but it's um, it's yeah. on Netflix now, and it's basically like real life Spinal Tap. Uh, it's 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 this real band called Anvil that never quite made it big, but was a huge influence on a, yeah. lot, a lot of other but it, hair yeah, it was metal. A huge influence on a of, that came through. A lot of like hair metal bands of that time, like Twisted Sister, uh, Bon Jovi, and like these are the guys right. that didn't quite make it, and they just have a really, it's it's very it's endearing given that they're these you know heavy these heavy metal rock stars that just didn't break big so they're you know just working small-time jobs and stuff but it's also quite funny right uh, not to the same extent that spinal tab is but it certainly has that kind of vibe in it as you're watching it so i just wanted to shout cool. that one out uh let's see next that was extremely cool next week's show no surprises guardians of the galaxy volume two right. is the topic for next we're week. getting into it yep uh two gachaka as i've been saying um <laughs> that'll be a film that we will cover I know everyone but America and critics have seen it already, but um, that's a once. Yeah, there's actually like uh, pirated streams from other parts of the world, which we don't recommend doing. So don't do that. Just go see no, the movie. No, I don't recommend doing <laughs> yeah. it because uh, first of all, the quality is terrible, and also go support it. <laughs> yeah. So it can be my, my number one. But some people have seen it, and wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. Um, it's uh, pretty funny. Uh, so there you go. Uh, moving on. Um, that's next week. The last thing we do here: what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next? Sorry, if Marcus Robinson. What should people go and see in theaters right now? Well, I'm like you. I, I saw Slight. I, I I liked it. I think people should check it out. What are you seeing next? Uh, I don't know. What's coming out? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy? No, not that. What up? Pirates? Is Pirates coming out? It's coming soon. <laughs> nice. Coming soon. Sure. I'm going to see Guardians. Everybody's going to see Guardians. I know. I know because we all oh, think it's going to be number one in the summer. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to see oh. Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell, what do you what do you people should see now? Uh, people should go see The Lost City of Z or The Lost City of Z, whichever you want to call it. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and I next plan to see what you guys both just saw slight. Mark Hoban, what should people see in theaters right now? Uh, I'd say probably the best thing in the theaters would be The Fate of the Furious. I mean, it's been out for a while, but it was enjoyable. Not the greatest uh, in the series, but, you know, it's fun. What do you see next? Guardians of the Galaxy. Abe? Uh, shout out for your name. Go see that if you still can. And still playing, uh, yeah. next, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I saw Slight as well today, Marcus, and I would also recommend it, um, especially for being a, such a small film. I mean, it's it's a low-key drama, but it's uh, it's quite enjoyable. Um, but yeah, Lost City of Zed, I would say, is one-fourth while for sure. Um, I think Colossal is really good. They keep adding theaters, so I keep wanting more people to see these things. Cool. And Free Fire has made no money, so, I mean, you can't see it, but I don't know if you can find it. So there you go. It'll be on Redback soon. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I'm seeing um, is The Wall, which I mentioned, and also I'm seeing Alien Covenant uh, very soon as well, nice. so I'm looking forward to uh, cool. seeing what's coming up. Seeing everything. Yeah. 
Last time Fox did an early screening, it was X-Men Apocalypse, so that, you know, worked out really well. That worked so, out well. Uh, yeah. Let's hope the confidence level's a little bit higher this time around <laughs> for a similarly very early try, screening. Try to get one of the prop facehuggers to, to take home. Oh, I hope. Or just get one of those one of those facehugger digital pets that are all the rage right now. What if that was a thing? If you got a facehugger digital pet? Like a Tamagotchi, but it's a facehugger? All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode about Now If Your Name. You can find more of my work at my personal blog, Kodazik.com. You can find all my movie reviews there. You can also find me at Wisesblue.com. I have movie reviews as well as my coverage of the Newport Beat Film Festival, which wrapped up this past week. You can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? Follow me on Instagram, Oakley Doakley, and Twitter.com slash Walrus Moose. Hashtag how to be an Asian lover. Wow. <laughs> what? I'm, wow. Useless. Mm. I know. Marcus Robinson, where can people find more of your work online? Um, uh, wow. No, no, no. How to be an Asian lover? <laughs> it's never <laughs> coming out, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Moviesmarcus.com and, uh, and at Moviesmarcus on Twitter. Maxwell Hadid, where can people find more of your work online? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Cinemaxwell and uh, hashtag how to be a Jewish lover. <laughs> I like that. That's Mark cool, Hoban, man. where can people find you? Uh, you can read my uh, personal uh, blog, uh, movie reviews, fastfilmreviews.com, and you can follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. You can find all the other episodes about Now Author Nabe, our regular episodes, over at iTunes as well as on Audio Boom. Listen to our old stuff over at SoundCloud, Botomatic, and HHWLOD. Feel free to email us your picks for the summer countdown over at OutNowPodcast at, or summer, uh, summer Gamble, sorry, at OutNowPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can write them on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, or tweet us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. Be sure to get that web presence going for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales by sending us plenty of hilarious Johnny Depp, G- Johnny Depp gifts over at <laughs> outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. Or just Johnny Cash songs. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, uh, let, let, the, let, the, let the great experiments begin here, I guess, <laughs> as we uh, head into the summer. We got a lot of a lot of things that could happen. I'm sure we'll all be furious every week as far as how things go. Yeah, um, definitely gonna be tracking everything. I recall last year there was a lot of disappointment <laughs> based off where our picks landed. Uh, this year uh, could be much easier or it could be much harder on us. We'll we'll see. Um, I look forward to getting the picks from uh, Jose, Adam, and Jordan as well, and I might read those on next week's show. We'll see, but I will certainly uh, have everything logged away, and we'll uh, be underway with the sixth annual summer gamble, which should be very exciting. Uh, to be a part there of. There we go. Um, so there you go. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, until next time when we talk uh, talk Guardians, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until then, so long and goodbye. Maybe it's different this time. Maybe Uncle Ben makes it. <laughs> I would watch that. I mean, everybody knows Custer died, but... <laughs> <laughs> but what this is supposing is... What if, what if he didn't?